Welcome to another week of Ghosts in the Scene with your host, Gio. This is the only ghost-free podcast, um, Audio Sage, so there are no ghosts allowed. And I'm with my co-host, Rob. How's it going, Rob? Guys, I am feeling the spirit this morning. As we all know, as we all woke up this morning, we felt the spirit. Hello, welcome. Okay, I'm back. I'm, I haven't spoken with you in a few weeks, but it's so nice to be with you here on this day. The spiritiest of most spirits, Christmas Day. That's right. Merry Christmas to everybody, to the believers, the non-believers. Whether you like it or not, you are a part of Christmas just because you've heard the music, you you know, you saw the lights, and that's all that the ghosts and you know, that's all they needed is for you to be just looking at it and listening to it. And you are now included with all of us um, on this Christmas because it, it is a, a mass. It is a ritual. And um, we're all a part of it. And we're going to be a part of it all our lives. And so that's what this episode's about. It is about the ghosts of Christmas and what it means in our lives, what it means for us, and what we can do to either kind of enable them or to try to disable them. So, uh, Rob, do you celebrate Christmas? You know, I am celebrating Christmas today, uh, the Yule Logs and the Ho-Ho-Hos. Um, you know, it's something that my family celebrates. So here, here I am uh, celebrating with the spirits of, of my family and of family's past. Uh, and it's a, you know, it's really quite a, a very haunted time. Uh, that sounds terrifying. It... <laughs> It can be, uh, you know, there's a lots of kinds of spirits out there, but there's also some good spirits. Uh, you know, you're, you're just going to be amongst them. Uh, so the best thing to do is just to sit down and be quiet. True. You know, um, that is very true. If you're in a room full of haunted things and ghosts, just, just sit there, close your eyes and just kind of be quiet. And they, they tend to leave you alone. They don't like boring people. You know, if you're screaming and, and being fun, of course, they're going to interact with you and want to play with you. But if you're just, you know, stand, you know, like a little wet rag on the ground, you know, they don't care. Did Santa come to your door or to your rooftop uh, through your chim- chimney last night? Ah, old Mr. Nick, the man himself, the big elf, mm-hmm. the elf on the shelf. The saint. Um, the saint who ain't uh mr nicholas mm-hmm. um yeah i i mean i there's some presents underneath the tree so one would assume uh the the spell worked uh he did his thing he was in he was out i didn't see him as per usual i've, I've never seen him I'll, i'm gonna put that on record i'm gonna have that uh, i've never seen saint nicholas in my house but there are always presents so um that's uh those are my facts 
till till next year. I I will say that as ghost hunters, this uh we we should have told you guys before, but this is the best time of year. And so you guys have to set your traps. So where your chimney is, if you don't have a chimney, just go to the living room or or just go to um, wherever your your gifts are, are and and just kind of you know set up a trap lasers evps um recordings and you know um have little pen recorders have you know um r- recorders that are on a swivel that go back and forth things that react to infrared light uh, and of course i've used all of this and i haven't got a clear image of santa yet but um i i have you know l- uh, seen glitter on the ground I've analyzed it. It's come from the North Pole. So I have small inklings, you know, uh, atoms, but uh, it's enough for me to kind of continue my hunt. And I I suggest everybody get in the hunt with me because they have Santa trackers. Um, They're apps on on your phone, your iPhone, Android. You can download these Santa trackers and it'll, it'll help you find them. They're like Geiger counters and you just find him that way. There's all kinds of technologies that we could use to find ghosts, and Santa is just one big ghost. And that's something that we don't talk about enough. I mean, people, like, how old would this be if this was, like, a guy? He's a saint. Guess what? Saints are dead. You show me one living saint. You may say that people are saints, but they're not. You can ask the Pope. He'll say no. I don't care how nice your mom is. Uh, Pope says he's, she's not a saint. Um, St. Nick is though, and he's dead, uh, yet he's come to our houses every year. So let's just keep that in mind. This is just, I mean, I'm not trying to alarm anyone. I'm just trying to make sure that we're on the same page and we actually know what's going on here. It's simple facts, guys. It's, uh, a ghost comes to your house every day and just checks up on you, right? And this is your, what they call guardian angel. Right, it's just a ghost that likes you. Let's 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 just make it clear. It's just a ghost that thinks that you're cool and thinks that you're fun, even if you're boring, if even even if you're lame. This there's always a there's a ghost for everybody. There's so many ghosts out there that they usually just pick a human and they say, okay, you know, I'll be your guardian, you know, angel in in quotations, right? Right. That's normal. Everybody believes that. Everybody counts on that, and yet we think that somehow Santa Claus. Is, is fake, that he's not real, that he doesn't exist, it's ludicrous. You, you see the gifts. You see the writing. He drinks the milk. You see the cookie bites. And what else do you want? This is evidence. I, I have, you know, I, I have whiskers of, of his that he left on the milk. And I, you know, I haven't had a dog in years, so it's definitely not my dog. Not not including the dog that I have right now, but my, my dog doesn't shed like that. His hair is not like that. He's ha- hypoallergenic. Yeah, um, I have a hypoallergenic. I, I, he hasn't sneezed once. I haven't sneezed in years, thanks to my dog. And it's because Santa exists. That's, that's why all of this is happening. The reason for this season is Santa. And if you don't believe in him, then you can't participate. And so that means that we all believe in him just a little bit because we're all here and we've been primed. And this is kind of what I wanted to talk about, how we've been primed for months to accept Santa into our hearts. 
and it's been done by you know music what's your favorite christmas song rob you know i i first want to go to say that when we talk about being influenced by christmas it's done so through what we all know is called the christmas spirit so i want to know let people know this is something that shouldn't be a surprise to anyone you know, when people first hear and they say, Santa, a ghost, what do you mean? It's like, well, I mean, we celebrate the Christmas spirit. So uh, I think we're already on the same page. Let's just change our vocabulary. Let's just, you know, level our, our looks here and realize we're all talking about the same thing. So exactly. Uh, so as far as, as the music uh, to hear that, I like, um, I like Silver Bells. Silver Bell. I I don't want to get any copyrights. Um, no, but... we don't want to get flagged for that. I, we all know that uh, they're listening to us over there at 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 all the places. So let let let's just uh quickly just remember that that song is about the ringing of bells, mm-hmm. right? Specifically, silver bells. Um, what is kind of allergic to silver? Werewolves. So this is about. Um, a warding off of werewolves during the time of Christmas. So it, it, it is a magician's spell to ward off werewolves in a time where we are doing something else to the people. Werewolves can't be involved in, in the party for some reason. Okay? Maybe it's that um, their spells don't work on werewolves. So they use these silver bells. That's a great song. It's beautiful. My, my favorite probably is Frosty. Uh, Frosty the Snowman, uh, because oh. you know pe- people say it's about a delinquent um, a snowman who you know they find it's basically a possessed man who goes on a rampage, and actually this kind of it is this could be Lon Chaney. Think about uh, it. The Lon Chaney, the you mean the famous yeah. Hollywood actor of the silent era, the original monster man himself, Lon Chaney. Yes. Uh, the, you know, on the tip of everybody's tongue, as always, Lon Chaney. And let's just kind of quickly, you know, uh, remember that this is a song, but it's also a story. And it tells a very unique story about them finding a hat, them finding a pipe, they put it on a snowman, and it comes to life. And right. now, I, I would say, maybe not comes to life, I would say reanimates, right? Kind of rebirths, and, and a, a spirit is brought over from, you know, the ghost dimension and, and, and comes here to visit us. And he is, they call him Frosty, but it kind look, Lon Chaney kind of sounds like Frosty, if you say it fast enough. Lon Chaney, yeah. Or Chain Frosty, okay. You know? Yeah, just do that a few times. And and uh, as well. this is an old older accent, so try try to say it in like a British accent, and and you'll definitely be be somewhere near Frosty by the end of that. That's why I like it because it, it's a, it's a historical document about a possession, and about a ghost encounter that is, ends positively, right? Because basically. Lon Chaney takes these kids out on a, a day in the town. They just go around the streets. They, you know, they fuck with the cops. 
fuck with authority. It, it's a beautiful, you know, rising up from from nothing and, you know, kind of asserting your dominance in your own town. It's it's beautiful. It reminds me of like the Cholo culture and, and all of that stuff. So in, in, in that case, this is what kind of takes me into the Christmas spirit, right? The the, the gang life that that Lon Chaney, that Frosty the Snowman kind of brings brings to everybody. And we have to remember snow is absolutely haunted. It's just a bunch of little ghosts that are frozen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So from the ocean. That's frightening to me. That's like all the fish. Mm-hmm. All the dead all the dead fish that are out there. Oh no, yeah, I'm not touching this stuff. The octopuses, the the, the sea critters that we don't even know. They're giant squids. And, you know, they're in particles of, of snow that we, we put on our tongues. It's disgusting. I, but I, I'm going to go back to what you're saying about Lon Chaney is that gang culture. Like, he, a lot of the films that he was in, he was always with a gang of misfits as well. And I think that's what really points Frosty the Snowman narrative points more directly to Lon Chaney's career. Because you don't, we always play movies where he was an outcast in society in some way mm-hmm. uh, and would take revenge on people. Um, and it was really brutal stuff. I mean, I, being Christmas and uh, as we all like to watch movies, I think we can maybe this Christmas uh, talk about the very first Christmas movie. Yes. Let's, let's talk about the first Christmas movie because this is another way that we are conditioned to to fall in love and, and and to kind of bend the knee to Saint Nick. Okay. And, and this was the, uh, the early iterations before they had, you know, real ratings. Oh, by the way, uh, Santa is an ambergram for Satan. So. Yeah. I mean, guys think about it in, in, in terms of, of Genesis. Okay. Lucifer was an angel. Lucifer, you know, the devil was once an angel. So mm-hmm. saint can also be Satan, you know? Santa can also be Satan. It's The dichotomy is there. It's supposed to be there. He's supposed to be omnipotent in hell and in heaven. And he, he knows if you're good and if you're bad. So that's both. He covers the Santa and the Satan. So, like I was saying... In um, these movies, they condition you to, you know, to love Santa, to uh, worship him. And but before all of that, the, the first iterations of the Christmas movie was kind of more directed towards people like us, um, where they show the violence of Christmas and the actual ritual that that, that is actually taking place the true essence of Christmas. And it, it comes from not being, uh, you know, rated. Um, they first tried these, you know, these movies um, in the silent era, you know, but of course it, it's much more effective when you have sound and, and music coming at you to kind of enha- enhance the spell. So they redid it. And, and so this is the first Christmas movie that we're talking about. It is called The Unholy Three. Uh, made in 1930. So, uh, of course, it stars Lon Chaney. It was originally made in 1925, but they remade it, and it's basically the exact same movie. Um, 
with kind of a sadder ending. Uh, so, so let's get into it, Rob. So The Unholy Three is a not quite a Christmas film as you may expect. It's actually a heist film that takes place on Christmas Eve. So you can fight us, you can try to debate uh, whether this constitutes as a true Christmas film, but we say yes, it takes place on Christmas, folks, specifically Christmas Eve. Uh, in fact, the most haunted, one of the most haunted days of the year, if you do the math. Math heads, you already know the answer to this because uh, you're, we're blogging all the time. So um, we've been talking about this. Uh, December, one, two, three. On the 24th, the Christmas Eve, two, four, six. The day is 666. So obviously this is the most spiritually charged, one of the most spiritually charged days of the year. Uh, just by the numerology alone, so it's no surprise that these gangsters, uh, or would-be gangsters, are trying to do a hit on Christmas Eve. And it's the very first one. You know, no one's expecting it. It's the first Christmas movie. Uh, everyone's minding their business. You know, they're uh, baking cookies. Uh, they're singing carols. And boom, in come the unholy three. Uh, to wreak havoc, grab as much cash as they can, uh, get out. Uh, and all done underneath Satan's or Santa's spell. And in fact, near the end, it, it is much less of a happy ending. Um, in fact, two of them die. Uh, one, the strong man, Hercules, kills the, the little man, um, Tweedledee. And then Hercules is then killed by a gorilla. So, you know, no happy ending. And then the main guy, Echo... He goes to jail for the for the whole crime of of killing the man in, in in the first place. So this whole movie, this Christmas movie, is much more of a sacrificial ritual than it is actually a movie, and it shows that right. And I think it showed it at a very very high cost because this happened to be Lon Chaney's last movie. He died like six or seven weeks after this movie aired. It's the final part of the ritual. His character was the only character to survive in the film, but in, then in real life, Lon Chaney passed away shortly after. So this is no coincidence. This is a spell that was correctly committed. Uh, so, so it, right. L let's get into Lon Chaney real quick. Okay. Right. So Lon Chaney was born on April Fool's Day, and let's let's get uh, his full name in: Leonidas mm. Frank Chaney. Leonidas, like the movie Three Hundred. So there's a three, right there, right? He's named after Leonidas. He was born 1883, right? So 83. He was 47 when he died. I'm just throwing numbers out there for you, for you numbers heads. So just just get this uh, in your calculator and get ready. And I know that, you know all of you that are up on the quantum level are already on these higher elevations, and you're way ahead of everyone else. But let's just you know for the sake of everyone, we'll, we're just going to go through it step by step. That's right. So um, he was in the Hunchback of Notre Dame of Notre Dame. If if you are uh, uh, feeling frisky. The Phantom of the Opera, or the Opera, if, if you're feeling, you know, silly. And uh, he was also kind of uh, known as the Man of a Thousand Faces. 
a thousand faces that sounds like a shapeshifter to me he made over well let's see uh on uh i think imdb it says 162 but uh on wikipedia it says 157 films that he's made so, so depending on your sources if you were to trust imdb uh the way i see it that's a six sandwiched by one plus two is three it's still a six 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 within those numbers of course and uh, we'll have to do a deep dive we're gonna have to consult the archives um the ghost archives to get those true numbers out we'll, we'll let you guys know when those results are in uh but of course if you look at 157 you know uh seven minus one is six five plus one is six so really yeah. It's 666 kind of hidden. It's true. It's both in within. So regardless, this is a very spiritual um, actor. Yes, and, and his career is very storied because uh, approximately 100 of his movies are, are, aren't even available. They're lost to time. Completely lost. And, you know, he's in movies called The Restless Spirit, you know, Back to Life. You know, her grave mistake. Uh, I mean, all of these are all such is life. Um, made of the mist, the girl of the night. I mean, these are all ghosts under a shadow, all ghost movies. And so uh, we have to think about uh, Lon Chaney as not only uh, a person, but also kind of um, a symbol of Christmas. And he, he is the last sacrificial kind of key that we needed to unlock the Christmas spirit. And from that well comes all of the rest of the Christmas movies. You know, the, the true nature of Christmas kind of spreads out from this movie, The Unholy Three. And I got to say, it is a tainted branch that this is all stemmed off of. You know, I'll tell you what, I, I believe if you take the Unholy Three and pair it up with the Frosty the Snowman film from the 60s together, at the right time, they will line up perfectly. And you'll see Lon Chaney's ghost dancing around with Frosty the Snowman, uh, possessing him. So um, look out for that. Mm -hmm. um, that's just that's a fact. So we're going to be finding that. We'll be posting that. Once that is found, uh, and you're all, you know, just stay tuned, folks. That's right. That's homework for you guys too. For all you editors out there, um, we're going to look for it on the, in, in the archives. But if you guys already have it, just because you know you're go getters, go ahead and just send it our way. We, we we'd like to uh, just get that. But real quick, I want to talk about his life real quick. So he died, like we said, six or seven weeks after this movie was finished after it, it came out and he died of uh, of a lung cancer that got worse from the use of artificial snow so the, the story is that he's on set uh, for a movie uh for this movie right uh you know filming a christmas movie the first christmas movie the artificial snow from the Christmas movie gets in his lungs. He's breathing it in, and it makes his condition worse. So 
absolutely, like you were saying, this was the end of the ritual. They had to kill him somehow because the two other people had died. They had to kill him somehow, so they poisoned him with snow. And like we were saying earlier, what is snow? It's fucking ghosts. ghosts. It's fucking ghosts. So they poisoned him with ghosts in a Christmas movie. He dies. First Christmas movie. And let's just talk about when he died. uh, Or not when he died. uh, His burial. Right? Uh, He dies in 1930. um, August 26th. Or his ghost birthday. His ghost birthday. So 8-2-6. Right? August 26th. So 8 minus 2. That's 6. 8 minus 6 is 2. 6 plus 2 is 8. So you see, and then 6 minus 2 is 4. 4 times 2 is 8. So this is all interchangeable. So that's 666 right there. And so um, I, I might actually go visit his grave. He is, uh, is in Glendale. Um, and so you, you can possibly uh, see me. Um, w- w- you know, having a selfie with this man uh, and his ghost because he definitely haunts the cemetery. So look out for Lon Chaney and shout out because he is the spirit of Christmas. Okay, he was a man who was tricked into starring uh, in, in a Christmas movie, ex- you know, expecting the Christmas spirit to be something positive, but it killed him, just like it's killing all of us. I don't want to bring you down. Um, it is Christmas Day. But, you know, this isn't a healthy behavior, guys. We we bend the knee every year to a fat and happy spirit. We don't know if it's demonic. We know that it's red. What What is the, the, the you know, it's red, it's white. It's, it sounds like blood and light. It, it, it's scary stuff. You know, but there is one thing that we are doing for sure, and it's giving this man a lot of information. This man knows if you're naughty or if you're nice. He knows everything about you. You're sending him a list of everything that you want. Okay? Uh, so think about this. This is one person that has collected your data and everyone's data of everything that they like. Okay? And what is he going to do with that power? All right? It's, it's not good for us. I'm telling you that. He checks it twice, too. Right. He, he has the time to read everything that anyone and everyone has ever written to him. And he does it twice. What kind of flex is that on all of us? We're, we're so lazy. I'm so lazy that you know, I, I didn't get up till like 11 o'clock this afternoon. Um, you know, and, and I had a, a cup of orange juice. And then I went and, and sat down and, and looked at memes for two hours. And he checked the list of everybody in the entire world. And what they wanted, and he made sure that he knew it enough in his brain twice. This man is not a man. This man is a, a force, some kind of force of of power. Like you said, they call it a saint. They call him uh, Satan, Santa, Nicholas, right? Little Nicky. But you know, this is. You know, I, he hasn't always been as powerful as he has been today. All these names that he's acquired, that's more energy, the more ways that you can call upon the same demon, the same spirit, whatever you want to call whatever he is. 
course. But he, it's grown throughout the years. And it's reaching a point where it's almost feeding itself because we're hearing the Christmas music more and more. So that Christmas spirit is being fed to us more and more, and it's causing more people to join. And the more people that there are listening to it is only attracting more. And as you can see, pretty soon it becomes a feedback. And then we're just all bowing to, to Mr. Nick. The great Nick. And, and you look at the, uh, the kind of decorations that we do, right? We only do decorations two times a year, right? When are they? Halloween and Christmas. I wonder, I wonder why, right? We talk about the two most haunted months. It's October. It's December. Huh. Hmm. We we get into these weird stru like it's it's a structure. It is a system of of a ritual, and it's normal. It's so normal, and and it honestly it trips me out when I when I take a couple steps back and I'm looking at it from this ghost in the scene perspective, and I'm seeing that this is truly a in worldly, the entire globe is participating in this ritual at this exact same time. It and so the power behind all of it, the power behind Christmas is what makes Christmas actually powerful. Everyone using it, everyone, you know, contributing to it and everyone listening to the same music every year gives the songs more power. And then we have controversies like baby it's cold outside, right? This kind of controversy changes the fundamental structure of what christmas music is can christmas music be controversial some people say yes some people say no i mean to me that's all in the structure because think about the first film that was made it's all about conflict and people killing each other exactly uh, and so that is in the spirit of all entertainment that we have around this holiday so it's telling us to kill each other uh mm -hmm. it's driving us apart you know, which we should really be doing is the opposite. And that's what it's doing. It, it, it makes this kind of like thing where, you know, it, when you bend a piece of metal right before it breaks, it becomes as hard as it, you know, the joint becomes harder, the more you bend it, right? Because you're compressing the atoms. This, that's kind of what Christmas does to us right? It kind of pulls us and stretches us and bends us, makes us bend the knee and makes us harder, right? To break. So this is, this is my, my theory. Okay. I, I don't think that Christmas is bad. I, I honestly don't. Yeah. The data collection aspect of it. I think we willingly do that. I think we do it to ourselves. It's just like Facebook. It's just like the internet. You can blame Zuckerberg all you want, guys, but just stop fucking using it. Just just sign out. Just don't don't share any posts. Don't like anything. Don't use it, and and you will never have another problem with Facebook ever again. But you won't. You won't stop. And so it's the same with Christmas. You can complain all about Christmas music. You can complain all about Santa, but it's never going to stop. You're making it worse because you're talking about it, and talking about it makes it more powerful. So, like in the end of the day, though, but you're you're not saying it's bad because in the end of the day, you're with you're with people that also have auras about them that, for one re reason or another, you are attracted to. 
So be comfortable in that. You don't even have to say Christmas. Just like just hang out. Um, like I said, sit down, close your eyes. If it's a little much, just be quiet for a second. Just take some time for yourself. Exactly, and and really consider. And and this is the kind of point that I was driving to before I lost ex- where where I was talking about. But this is what I wanted to talk about. Basically, this is like I said, a systemic use of a ritual to prepare us for something. It hardens us every year. And I asked myself, well, what is it? What is it preparing us for? Why are we getting hardened every year the same way? And it happens earlier and earlier. I believe there might be some kind of coven of very wise, you know, magicians and mages that decided years ago to add Christmas to the roster along with Halloween to make us spiritually stronger for the for the new year because we are bombarded you know by ghosts spirits from other galaxies parallel dimensions and frankly it's you know it's since y2k since even before y2k and and we'll talk about that later it's been getting worse and worse and we've been dodging bullets and i feel like christmas is just a, a way to condition us spiritually to get us ready for the on oncoming onslaught of everything that happens throughout the year all of the ghosts, all of the the perilous hardships that we don't even know we're going through. Christmas prepares us and gets us ready for that. And so that's why I think it's not bad. I, I think it's a it's a good thing. It, it inoculates us. And so the spirit of Christmas is really about, you know, sacrifice and about, you know, um, getting stuff, you know? And, and the stuff that we're getting is kind of a toughness, a spiritual toughness. And it's invaluable. Wow. I'm getting off my high horse. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Well, I, I just hope I, all of you have a restful day. And I'm not sure if we'll be talking with you uh, through the end of the year. You know, I think it's really important what you're talking about, Joe, is being prepared for next year. We don't know what's coming. Next year is 2019, folks. That's a, that's a upside down six year. So, you know, there is bound to be some nuttiness. Uh, we, there's, we have a lot to talk about in that regards as well. Uh, the years are very parallel to each other as you're catching on, as you're doing the math, as you're doing the calculations, this year is connected to other years in the past and in the future. So stick around. We're going to be going into that next year. Next year, we're not letting up folks. Uh, Mm -hmm. if you think it was crazy this year, oh, we're just getting started really. And I think we've been saying this maybe for a year or two now, but it still feels that way. There is so much more ground. And so just buckle up, folks, because this rocket ride is blasting. Yeah, what started off as just a, a kind of like touching your, your toe into, you know, the ocean of, of ghost information, we really dove right in. And, and year three, in, in 2019, the synergy between the three and the nine and really the difference of there being six, we're we're really going to have to explore that number. We're going to have to explore the the meaning of ghost, what, what a ghost is, uh, positive energy, negative energy. Basically we're going to have to rewrite the history of paranormal experiences because there's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of people that d- believe in very archaic things about ghosts. So we're going to have to change the way that people see the paranormal world. 
and accept it as not just paranormal, as a universal world, right? Because the paranormal world is our world. We live in the paranormal world, and it's as clear as ever. We can see it in front of us. It's happening in front of us. And that way, we, you know, there's ways to interact with it. It doesn't have to be frightening. There's ways that we can interact with each other. And uh, I, you know, this is going to be a journey for all of us. I think Gio and I are going to learn a lot through this process. And I hope all of you learn a lot as well. Because uh, this is all new. Because I think we just discovered this thing. And we realized that you know, this is something that we're going to have to tackle and help guide everyone through. Uh, and it's going to be quite the journey, folks. Uh, so I'm glad that you're with us. Uh, thank you, Street Team. I'm expecting 2019. I'm looking forward to seeing all of your old faces and uh, however ways you interact with us and new ones as well. That's right. Uh, shout out to everybody that was a part of Ghost in the Scene in 2018. And uh, we're going to see you again. Um, all, all of your favorites are coming back. And we're going to have investigations for them to be a part of that will change the history of the world and will shake the foundations of what we know as a civilization. So you guys stay in the scene. You guys stay extreme. Check your local listings. Uh, we may be on the road more this year. We've been producing this show um, you know, from our laboratories. Uh, but I think we need to be doing some more field research. So... Watch out, we might be coming to you. So uh, be prepared for that. We're gonna be blowing some real crazy stuff, some real crazy lids right off the pot. Uh, and we're looking forward to seeing that with you because we need all of our energies. You know, this magic is getting larger than any of us as just hosts can handle by ourselves. And we need to connect with your energy uh and you know we're going to share this thing together and it's going to be uh life-changing that's right so make sure you have a happy christmas merry christmas and a happy new year and we will see you in 2019 guys be safe <laughs>